Guys, it's your boy Billy Shmurda, back from the deep, dark depths of the negativity from this weekend. Virginia Tech marches in to play Old Dominion as the 13th ranked team in the country. Gets sent home packing. And I'm back from the deep, dark depths of losing to the Cleveland Browns, who have not won a game in 20 games, over 600 days. But I'm back now. We're both here. We're fired up. It's a big week of sports coming up. Mm -hmm. We got a rookie first-round pick, Terrell Edmonds, coming straight off of his first career pick last night off of a huge win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That'll be at the end of the episode. Stay tuned. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook at Hung Up Podcast. Go like and subscribe in Apple Podcasts. 100%. Guys, we got a good show for you today. Little Tiger, little NCAA, little NFL. Stay tuned. Let's, Let's get, get into rolling. it, Will. Will, um, so when you sent over the script, as you normally do on, on Tuesday mornings, um, you said you had something to admit to me, and my mind's been racing. I don't, I don't mm -hmm. know where you're going with it. I don't know what it is. Um, first of all, everybody, welcome. I mean, we welcomed you in the intro, but we welcome you again. We kind of do that weird. Welcome thing. to our uh, welcome our intern. Welcome our new intern, everybody. Rookie. Clap for Francis, Francis Walsh. Francis Walsh. He's our new video guy. Um, we're very excited, fired up to have him here. Um, so shout out to you. Um, but what do you have to admit to me here? All right. So last uh, last episode, if you do recall, we talked about Bill O'Brien. Okay. Being on the hot seat, and I denied it. Right. But I'm taking that back, and I am saying you are correct. Wow. I'm taking that back because I was unaware that it's been five years already that he's been head coach. It I thought it's flown by. It's flown by. I thought it was. I thought it was three. Right. So I figured I'd give him one more year. You know what? Since you're being such a real and honest human being, I'm gonna come straight too. Okay. I said Dak Prescott was a top ten NFL quarterback. <laughs> And I think I got a little caught up in myself. You got a lot of hate for Every that. Every one of the kids at Northern Highlands were very disappointed in me. I I got multiple I, text messages that uh, that day uh -huh. after we released the episode saying, does Billy really think he's a top 10 quarterback? The two other interns at the job that I work at said, hey, we just listened to the podcast. Does your partner really think that Dak Prescott's a top Here's 10 the quarterback? Thing. Here's the thing. He's a good quarterback, and before this season, he was probably in that 12 to 16 range. But this mm -hmm. season, he's been horrible. Um, I wouldn't say horrible. It's just the man just refuses to throw for over 200 yards. Well, he also has, like, you know, my mom and my brother playing wide <laughs> receiver. So, I mean, like, I don't really who's know. The, what... Who's the bigger talent That is is the real question. Well, I think my mom has more heart because she's just oh, a lover. Oh, she does have the heart. She's a lover, but she my brother the has the drive and the determination. Yeah. He just has the hands yeah. of, like, you know. I don't know, someone without hands. I, don't know. I couldn't come up with <laughs> feet? a... Yeah, he has hands like feet. So, um, but yeah, I appreciate you being honest, though. That's 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 real of honesty. Of course. And I, that, that's that's we fine. Don't, listen, we don't claim to know everything. We're just going to... We're going to keep it real. If we make a mistake, we'll own up to it. That's what makes us unique, guys. We're your friends. Even if you don't know us, we're your friends. We're going to be honest. We're going to be forthright. And we're going to give us how we're going to tell you how it is. And you know what? I messed up. He messed up. But you know what? We're admitting it next week. That's why you got to tune in week in, week out. As uh, as we mentioned in the in the pre-shoot, Terrell Edmonds is coming on the show. The first round pick by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh -huh. Had his first interception last night. Yep. Um, Steelers also got their first dub last night, which we're about to get into. So stay right. tuned for that interview for the end of the show. No doubt. Steelers almost blew the lead last night. 
I came in so confident too. Mm-hmm. I told you pick the Steelers, pick the Steelers, put money on you the did. Steelers. You did. And after the first half, I was like, yo, they're right. I actually yeah. I actually stayed away from this game. Um my buddy Steve Shanley kind of tried to talk me into it, but I was like, you know what? Like I don't like the line. I don't really like the Steelers. What was the line? What was the line? The line was one and a half. So it was basically a pick em. So I was like, the Steelers really haven't given you enough proof to believe that they're a really good football team. Right. And the Bucks, I mean, Fitzmagic is either Fitzmagic or Fitztragic. But it was one of those weird things where the Bucks <laughs> showed magic up. Fitzmagic or Fitzmagic? Fitzmagic. Fitzmagic. That's was, good. It's good, right? That's good. Did it's you unique. come up with that or did you hear I that? No, I someone? came up with it. I came up with that. I was like, what rhymes with magic? Tragic. Tragic. Wow. That's a good one. So, but Fitzmagic showed up. Um, but the Steelers made big plays in the first half and did just enough. They wanted to lose at the end. They wanted to lose. They wanted they to lose almost, the end. They, they broke down. They broke down. Penalties fly. Mm-hmm. Laundry all over the field. Big Ben is throwing big across Ben's, his body. Uh, lob passes. Slamming his helmet on the field. ground. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I tweeted this out. Big Ben is just like, it's so awkward it's just weird watching him try to escape the pocket because it's like slow motion he doesn't take these long steps for his uh-huh. big body like little no, like yeah, stutters little pitter- but then it's like yeah and he no. just heaves it i don't know i, I don't no one think can i've ever seen anything like it it's really weird. it's like godzilla he's weird. trying not to knock anything over i guess in the city he's just trying to like <laughs> t- t- do tapioca drills <laughs> down broadway but, i'll tell you what though you know what's more soft than his pitter patters is the nfl Oh, dude, don't even the get NFL me started. Is, you know is, this is what gets me going, man. You I know mean, this is what gets me going. I got used to the targeting. Mm-hmm. That was fine. I understood it. But right. this new roughing the passer rule has gotten completely and utterly out of control. Right. Clay Matthews, for the second time, um, has been flagged for roughing the passer. Third, third time. Third Three time. All right. Um, for falling, putting his body weight on the quarterback. I don't know what else you want him to do. Uh, last night, yeah, Jason Pierre-Paul... Going to bat a pass down, coming out of Big Ben's hand, and he skimmed Big Ben's helmet, 15-yard penalty. It's changing the outcome of games. It's mm-hmm. not fun. It's not no. making it fun to watch at all. It's not making it fun to watch. And I'll say the one thing that I am really happy about is that college hasn't followed that role. Right. Role, They're role staying yet. on their own path. Um, but it's gonna get to the point. I dig that. It's gonna get to the point where it's already really difficult to play defense with the way that they call pass interference, with the way that everything's set up. Right. So right. I'm kind of having trouble understanding. I mean, I don't want the NFL to get to a place where we're having 60 to 70 point games. You know what I mean? So I definitely want us to figure it out and kind of, if you're going to have that rule, let's be honest with it and let's be forthright and kind of know where we're going with it and um, just give it as an example. Because I feel like officials are just out there like winging it. Like that's what it really looks like. All right. So look, man, as you stated, as long as the checks are cashing in, as long as they're flowing in. You're good. hundred percent. Like, you're gonna be you're gonna be. You're talking about flags. from an official standpoint. Yes. Yeah. But also, this is what I'm concerned about. Um so the NFL mm-hmm. the XFL is just has announced recently that they're coming back in what, twenty twenty? Right. You think the NFL would try to make their game a little bit more fun? So that they don't Dude. they don't lose spectators? Dude. I mean at the end of the day, I don't think the NFL will lose spectators, but it's it's losing well, I don't know. It's 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 just losing the reason that I have tuned in. I mean, maybe it's at the point where now it's just kind of tradition that you watch football on Sunday. But I love. I mean, watching the, football. On Sunday. I do too. But Dude, I, mean, I was it's frustrating at this point. I was uh I was home alone all day Sunday, uh-huh. just me and my dog, my right. dog and I, right, watching football, and it was the most peaceful Two thing. Buds. Oh, you have a few Bud beers, eat whatever you want, mm-hmm. 
no girlfriend, wife, or mother or sister to to tell you to tell you to stop eating it. Right. Yeah. Just do what you want to do. It's the best. It's the best, it's man. The best. Oh, it's the best. It is what it is, man. But I'll tell you what I didn't enjoy though was Thursday night. It was a it was a rough weekend for both of us. Billy only had to suffer for the one day, uh-huh. but I had to suffer for the whole weekend. Yeah. Well, you know what? Hold on. Before we get into that, can we talk about who did have a historical? Oh yes, yes. My apologies. Yeah. Yeah. Don't leave my man Tiger out of here. I know. I don't know. I, I don't know how I skipped over that. If we just just listen to this timeline here, okay? November two thousand nine. He's winning championships like it's going out of style. November two thousand nine. Tiger Woods crashes SUV into a into a tree and a fire hydrant outside of his home. Right. That was um, when his wife beat him with a club or something, right? Yes. Yeah. That was the same month that Power reports move. of an extramarital affair surfaced. Yeah. December 2009, publicly apologized. His wife moves out, spends 45 days in sex addiction in a sex addiction clinic. Then he returned to golf for the first time since to June 2008 in April 2010. And then in August 2010, his divorce was finalized. Mm-hmm. The man had four back surgeries, knee uh, reconstruction surgery. He was found sleeping in a parked car and arrested on suspicion of a DUI on right. May 2017. And here he is winning a championship on Sunday. Absolutely incredible. Um, what what was going through your mind there? I mean, I, I mean, when I tuned into it, it was I actually like, switched off football for this. First of all, the guy had more followers on the on the on the green than Jesus himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, did you see the crowd? The amount of it people. Sea of people. It was a sea. Right. No, it was. Absolutely it looked like a Nike incredible. ad. It looked it, like a Nike ad. You, when you turned on the follow channel, follow me. Just you, do it. When you turn, when you turned on the channel and you were watching it, it was like I'm watching one of those, like like the Jeter, uh, the Jeter walk off hit. Um, I guess I wasn't alive, but the Lou Gehrig, like you just turned in and you were like, this is a moment. I turned, I tuned in and I was like, God damn, he's finally back after five years of pure tragedy. Uh-huh. He's finally back. So. I mean, what, what what's incredible is is uh, two things that I want to say is he's back, but with his age, his talent, and his drive, I feel like this is only the beginning. I feel like he's back to competing at the level that we expect him to compete at. It's going to be very tough for him. Look, man, I don't know much about golf, but I do know, know that these young golfers are like a group that we've never seen before. And it, it, he came out and said it's going to be tough for him to compete with them. I, uh-huh. I think he pulled – I don't know – I'm going to be optimistic. I'll say he pulls out a major. Uh-huh. He wins a major. But um, it's going to be tough. I think he... I, I, I'm not going to go out and speculate, but I, I think he's been competing for the last couple... This this entire year, he's been right at the top of the league. Oh, absolutely. Um, but then something happens where he chokes or crashes mm-hmm. and so on. Um, this was the highest PGA Tour telecast of 2018. Obviously, right. there's no surprise right. there. No surprise. But, uh, you know, the smile, the swagger, the sea of people as he walked to 18. The only thing that I could think in my head is not only is Tiger back, but golf is back. Like Tiger Woods is golf one of those guys back. who is I, no, I th- golf. Like I think golf is bigger than ever. Not because of Tiger. I just think it's bigger than ever. I think it's bigger than ever, but I think he's like, he's the major. Like he is as almost as big as the sport itself. Mm-hmm. Like, like not even Tom Brady is that to football. What Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods golf, changed the game. Exactly. He changed the game. Mm-hmm. He revolutionized the game. You can argue that Jordan did it, mm-hmm. but Tiger's like something we've never, ever seen before. 100% agree with that. So I'm happy he's back. No doubt. No doubt. I'm happy very he's, happy about I that. I thought he hit rock bottom when that picture last year came out of him uh, drunk driving or whatever it mm-hmm. was, mm-hmm. but he's back. He's back. He's back. But you know what? We're back. 
after a harsh weekend. Nothing like Tiger went through. But can you just give us? Um, we'll start out with your Jets, man, because I'm, I'm <clears throat> on, I want to. I'm pushing this VT thing off as long. This as is I brutal. Can. Go ahead. This is brutal. So I'm gonna keep this quick. Um, I was I was very hurt after the game. Right. As you could tell, we watched it together, and I pretty much got up out of here, and I wanted my 24 hours to just sulk. Right. Let me sulk. Uh-huh. So, as you know, it's already a, a side note here, just in uh, an insult to injury. When I, you know, it's a 45 minute drive, 50 minute drive to my house from yeah. here. It's, it's, it's no quick Route 80, uh, commute. No, not at all. Route 80 was broken down into one lane <sighs> at midnight, 1230 at night. And it took me two hours to get home. Bumper to bumper. So you literally sat in your car and thought about sat it. Sat in my car, thought about it. At one point I was slamming the steering wheel because it just, but then I, you know what? It's a game. You're going to go through the ups and downs having right. a rookie quarterback. Um, I'm happy for Baker Mayfield because you know me. I'm a huge, huge Baker, May- uh, Baker Mayfield guy. It's just upsetting that he had to do it to my Jets. Yeah. But I am happy for him. I'm happy for the city of Cleveland. And I'm still confident in what um, the Jets, for the future of the New York Jets. What was really, it, it, it was almost storybook. Like, like it guys was. that believe that the NFL is fake. I mean, he Tyrod Taylor exits the game with 142 left. It's 14 nothing Jets. The Jets are just doing everything right. The defense is suffocating. The offense is marching up and down the field. Tyrod exits. The Browns get the ball on the 34-yard line with a minute 42 left. Three for four, right down the field, 47 yards, going to halftime with a field goal. And the rest is history. The team responded you know, to Baker. and The team absolutely responded to Baker. He changed the whole energy in the stadium. Uh-huh. And you knew something was going to happen. But I will go out and say this. The New York Jets... Um, did hurt themselves. They got so conservative. Jeremy Bates, this was arguably the worst play calling game I've ever seen in my entire life. We ran four, I'd say five plays in the second half, uh-huh. just from different formations. It became predictable like it has been in the past uh, few years. And it's come to a point where I feel like the New York Jets, we've hired, I think, about five offensive coordinators in seven years. Mm-hmm. We're hiring the same guy over and over again. Right. It's time to get a guy like North Turner mm-hmm. or Kyle Shanahan. Or uh, who's another offensive genius in the league? Um, the guy from uh, from New England, uh, McDaniel's. Yeah, McDaniel. Find someone like that that's gonna that's gonna air it out. It's gonna take shots. It's gonna it's be like balanced. It's like the generic 2005 NFL offense. Yeah, running. yeah, you know and, I mean? and and uh, another week, no tempo. Yeah, another week, no tempo. If you came out, I would have loved like like even before it got even a close game. Like okay, they score three, they probably feel like they can win. Come out in that second half, that first drive, go tempo score. I got news for you, uh, Jeremy Bates. Being up by 11 points is not the time to get conservative. Especially when but you got a guy like that. I'm going to leave this on a, positive, yeah, on, on a positive note here. The New York Jets have a bright future. I still believe in that. I will mm-hmm. still stand by that. I'm, I'm 100% with now, you. Now, um, I'll swing the negativity over to you so we can get into the goods. This one I know, I know shattered your heart. Um, I just know it. So, before the game came on, I think we were... I think 27 point favorites. Um, I put a unit on it. You know, I was like, there's no way we're not beating. You put a unit on this game. I put a unit on this game. Actually, before you go on, you did say, I remember you called multiple people. You said, put your whole life, whole life's money on Virginia Tech beating Old Dominion by uh, by the spread. That did not happen. Well, I'll just go into it. Um, Virginia Tech did not play well, period. End of story. Right. But think of this storyline. ODU is in Virginia Beach. Every kid on that roster, to a T, was told by 
Virginia Tech or Virginia or the bigger schools, you're not good enough to play here or you're not smart enough to get into this school or you don't have what it takes to play for this team. So they already have that going for them. After that, you're playing at your own home stadium. Mm-hmm. You're playing at Old Dominion in front of your crowd. You're breaking out new white uniforms. <clears throat> if you yep. give those kids any reason to believe that they can win that football game, they're going to give you everything they have. This this team lost 53-10 to 10 to Liberty. Um, but, you know, hats off to them. They came and they just balled out. Um, they did what they had to do. And... You know, we have a young team. I love my Hokies. I will never badmouth my Hokies. Um, I think we're young. I think what Coach Fuente preaches, go 1-0. Um, you know, do what you got to do. Every game is its own entity. Every game is its own season. And this was kind of the antithesis of that. We kind of lacked in that uh, department. Um, but I think we'll bounce back. Um, we're going to be riding riding with Ryan Willis. Um, Josh Jackson, prayers up to him. He had surgery this morning. Uh, broke his fibula. Um, so definitely prayers up to him. That's my dog. I love him. Um, but still love my Hokies. We're going to learn. Um, hopefully we will bounce back again. It's a young team. Um, their quarterback, man. I mean, we beat the piss out of him and he absolutely balled out. So, um, hats off to old dominion. We got Duke coming this week, but you're never going to see me. I wore my Virginia tech stuff the day after. I'm never going to bail on my team. Love my team. So I took my lumps. Let me ask you this. How do you think you guys are going to do now without Josh Jackson? Um, I personally, I think the fans are overly critical of Josh Jackson. Um, I'm interested to see how it works out. I think, uh, what coach Fuente has done in his time at Virginia tech is he's catered really well to the athletes that he has. And Josh Jackson's biggest asset, I believe is he goes out there and he's not flashy. He's not a four, four guy. He beat me in a race, but you're slow. He's gonna go out. There. I, I'm. I'm not. I am. I'm a little slow. You are slow. Um, you. You used to think you were so fast for a bigger kid. I am fast. You were fast for a, for a bigger kid. kid. Yeah. Yeah. Still get smoked. Uh, yeah. That's not true. We could race after this. We'll record it. You'll probably win, but I'll be close. I'll I don't know, man. I'm kind of washed. Uh, maybe. Can I, I might. Po- let me get my point. Let me get my oh, point. Yeah, yeah. Josh is the kind of guy that doesn't make mistakes often, um, and he makes the right reads, and he's gonna throw it to the right guy. So it's gonna be interesting to see. I mean, you're get your. You know. Hope he does well. I hope Ryan Willis does well. Josh get well soon. I'm riding with the Hokies, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, you know, a lot of people have been asking for a quarterback change, and I'm kind of tell people pump the brakes. But you know, you're getting what you want, so or what some people want. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that works out. But love Virginia Tech. Um, so they're they're in a little bit of a concern right now. I'd mm-hmm. say I'm sure you would say, but. So we're, I, I'm. you put out a poll on Twitter on this. We're getting into a little bit of NFL talk, and we're going to start off the New England Patriots. Um, the question was, should, should you be concerned if you were the – or what level? What level? I voted moderate because of the Patriots. Mm-hmm. I'll still have respect for what they have done. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm concerned, man. I'm You're concerned. The yes, the Patriots. I am concerned. Brady did not look good <laughs> against the Detroit – this is a, a Detroit Lions team that – Almost got 50 piece by the New York Jets. 14 of 26, 133, one touchdown, one interception. That's not good. That's no. not Tom Brady numbers. Granted, he doesn't have the weapons out there. But I'm concerned, man. You know what? Here's why. It's not the offensive side of the ball. I, I knew I knew you were smart enough to pick up on this. I, I, I knew you Matt were. Patricia is the... I don't know if we're talking about the same thing. Let I, me know. I keep going. Matt Patricia... Eh, I'm starting Patricia. to... Pa- Matt Patricia is the only 
Co- he, he knows that defense better than anyone else. Right. And he basically came in and said, I know how to beat these guys. I'm going to exploit them. Uh-huh. I'm going to expose the hell out of them. Right. And he did. He just grounded the pound, running it down their throat, mm-hmm. to, and, he, and he ran it to a T. They got... That's why I'm concerned. Other teams are going to start doing this now. Yeah. Well, what I what I kind of got from it is I thought you were going to attack the offense and talk about their lack of weapons, and um, that's another story. But what I noticed and what really jumped off the camera to me was the lack of impact players that the Patriots have on both sides of the ball yeah. and the lack of team speed from the linebacking position. They just looked slow. From the um, linebacker position, linebackers just look slow to me. They I don't think look they like have. They were, I think they have pretty decent linebackers. I, I don't know, man. I thought they were slow getting to the ball. I thought the defensive line was getting pounded off of the ball. It just—they don't look like you don't look at the Patriots and like Chris Collinsworth said. If you took the names off the back of the uniforms, you wouldn't know most of the people on that team. Right. I well, that that's always been the the uh, the Patriots brand. I guess you can call it is they have role players. Right. Right. They have those role players. They they have maybe that one guy that's gonna grab your attention, but they have guys that click well together in the system. So mm-hmm. that's why they've always been successful. But we speaking of the linebackers, I just want to point this out because this stuff really grind like this grinds my gears. Is when um, so the video came out of Dante Hightower calling out the toss play. Did you see that yeah. at all? Yeah. yeah. It grinds my gears because. But but in a way it doesn't because the people don't know football who are tweeting that. Right. But if you know football, like it's not that the the signals are obvious or the plays are obvious. It's just when you see that formation, and you and you see the outside receiver with his outside leg up like that, you're expecting a little bit of a crack block. Right. So you can you can expect toss. Uh-huh. So I just want to throw that out there for all you non-football IQers. All right, uh, all right, uh, Willie Gruden just pointing everything out. You know, I love I it, did, man. I, I'm I love honest, it, man. I'll be honest, I didn't know that. So. I mean, oh, well, it's, I, I just I I did I didn't know that I don't, I've never looked for a crack. It just bothers me. Okay, it just bothers. Okay. It bothers. I'm sorry, me. I bother you. Because I'm just like, all right, let's not make a big deal out of this. The signals aren't. No, that's that was annoying. Everyone was like, that's Whoa, is there offense oh, that easy? signals, no, signals. No, yeah, it's annoying. Relax. It makes relax. me mad. Um, no, I'm on board with you. And the one thing that I'll other I'll, the last thing I'll say about this game is what was interesting to me is the Lions were the first team to finally do like the little league double team Gronk, which literally every team should do. Like. You well, it's tough. That's because the Patriots don't have another weapon out there right now. Let's even remember that. Do, even if they do, though, I would still double Gronk no matter what. If the Josh, Josh Gordon comes out there, but if let you don't, Josh, if you don't have that corner, that's going to be able to handle someone one on one to allow you to do that. Which they don't. Yeah, true. Patrick Chung's old now. Yeah, you don't got. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Hundred and ten percent. So, yeah, they got a lot of issues, man. So I, I said moderate as well. Um, you know, the Lions had 40 minutes of possession, 159 yards in the ground. A lot to worry about. A lot to worry about. So, um, yeah, we'll see how this uh, pans out. But let's get into a little Pat Mahomes. Yes. You want to talk a little Pat Mahomes? I'm very excited to talk Pat Mahomes. Well, then go ahead, buddy. Let because, like, from, from it's like, it's going to sound super weird. Go ahead, man. But it's almost like QB porn. Wow. I, that's that's something else. I don't think I've ever heard anything like well, that Well, there before. you go. Something, right. something new, a little weird. Yeah. Um, I'd go a lot I'm weird. talking about the one play where he scrambled all over the field. Yeah. Do you know how hard it is to make a sidearm throw on the run like that? Probably pretty hard. I've never done it. In a window? Yeah. In the corner of the end zone? Uh-huh. That was a thing of beauty. And I'm very impressed by this by this uh this young man. Mm-hmm. Alright, he's balling out, he's playing very well under Andy Reid's system. Mm-hmm. I like what I see. Uh I'm sure he'll hit the the struggle throughout the year. Struggle bus. Yeah, the struggle bus, struggle train, whatever. Yeah. 
Tomato, tomato. Yeah, whatever. How do you feel about him? I know you're a big Mahomes. Here, I'm going to say something. I honestly think that he has the potential. I think a lot of people are getting over their skis a little bit, but I think he has the potential, and he reminds me of someone as electric as Michael Vick, where mm. he can hurt you with his arm. Hot take. He can hurt you with his legs. I mean, he's rolling out. He's making plays all over the field. I mean, like you said, man, like these plays, like he had the one where he rolled out. He had the one where the snap like was dribbling back to him. He picked it up, hit Kelsey over the middle for 15 yards. He just creates. Right. I mean, he's like a... I don't, I don't I don't even know how to he's got the he's got Brett Favre in him, he's got Michael Vick in him, he's got um you know the Aaron Rodgers in him. I mean he's just got a rocket arm, he's creative, he's fast, he he does everything and it's just um it's impressive. It's, it's really a impressive. it's a true thing of beauty. Dude, this can't I just want to point this out too. He has so he has 13 touchdown passes on the year. Yeah. 10 to different receivers. Yeah. That's phenomenal. The one thing that worries me though about this Kansas City team is they is they don't finish. They start off really, really high. Well, their defense struggles. Their defense struggles, but their offense does too. They scored in their first five drives this past weekend. And, you know, Andy Reid isn't really known as one of the best um, closers. So I'm interested to see how that pans out. They're going to have some tough games coming up. Um, so that's something they're definitely going to have to work on. But on the season, I mean, 13 touchdowns, no interceptions, 896 yards. The no um, interceptions part, that's what that's what really impressed me oh, right there. Dude. It's playing smart. It's yeah. like he's got that that little uh, that little dip of Alex Smith in him. Uh huh. But uh-huh. then he comes out and, and uh, surprises you. You have a question for me, don't you? About uh... well, it's just a question in general. Okay. Uh, are you talking about the best? Yeah. It's all right. So this is. I'm not saying he is. This is just a general. You're question. asking, and I'll yeah. answer for you, and then you can answer. Is Pat Mahomes the best quarterback in the league right now? Here's my answer. Pat Mahomes is performing the best. In the NFL right now, if I'm starting a franchise with a quarterback, it's not going to be with Pat Mahomes. He hasn't showed me enough yet. Right, right. But I don't think there's a question that he's per- that that he isn't performing has the be- he is performing the best out of all the quarterbacks in the league. So I'm not willing to say that he is the best quarterback in the league, but I am saying that he is performing the best out of all the quarterbacks in the league right now. Um, I will say it, it's a it's a it's a toss up. Mm-hmm. Between him, Drew Brees, and Jared Goff, you love Goff. You're big Goff I guy. love Goff. Goff He's guy. a dude. Jared Goff's out there doing his own, like doing his thing nonchalantly. Doesn't need all the all the press, all the media, yeah. all the you know the the sparkles and everything. He's just out there delivering like NFL elite throws. No, elite quarterback throws. Right. I can name four of them. Not four off the top of my head. Two off the top of my head. Roll it, roll through. Last game. I believe it was the second quarter, threw it to the right sideline. I don't know how he made that throw. Dropped in a bucket? Yeah, it was uh it was a comeback route and okay. it was the perfect feet, eyes, rhythm, everything. Beautiful. Okay. Dropping it right over, um, hitting him right on the money on the sideline. Then you have then you have um that one throw. You're talking about the end zone on the left yes. side? Yep. Yep. Beautiful throw. And I'm also thinking of the wheel route. The wheel route. Uh-huh. That was amazing. But Drew Brees is balling out. Pat Mahomes is balling out. I don't know what right now. I can't tell you which one's the best in the league. I can't. It's a toss-up between all of them. Drew Brees is leading. It's, it's spin moving all over the field. Yeah, and Carson Wentz is back. So Carson Wentz is back. So well go. he's going to play. Go. I mean, there, there are a lot of good quarterbacks in the league right now. But one person who's one of the best in the league isn't even playing, and that's mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell. Uh, we got to talk about it, man. We got to talk about it. Le'Veon Bell. Um, so 
the Steelers are now taking trade offers. Right. And um, as a Jet fan, I'm just saying this because they're the first team to come out and reportedly make a call because they're interested. Do you make the trade for Le'Veon Bell? I don't know. I'm stuck. Let me explain to you why. He's easily a top five back in the league. Mm-hmm. Right? And he can help us out tremendously. He gives us a, a running back aspect or skill set that we do not have in uh, Powell and Crowell. They're more of like ground and pound guys. Um, with Le'Veon Bell, gets me excited. But I believe in his contract, he can't sign a long-term deal until after the season's over. So you'd be giving up probably a first-round pick for a guy that may not even be there next year. Yeah. You have the cap space. I'm for it. I won't be mad if we sign him because he'll get the money that he wants and he'll play at the level he plays at. Hopefully he loses some weight. He looks a little bit out of shape. He looks fat. He looks out of shape in pictures that have came out. Um, but who am I? Who am I to judge? He's probably fine. But what I'm saying is, are you going to make that trade, give away a player and a first-round pick or maybe more for for a 13-game rental when you're yeah. not even a Super Bowl contender yet? Yeah. You know? That's, that's, it'd be, that's it'd be tough. a sell ticket type deal for the Jets. Yeah, it would be um, a sell. No, but see, here's my thing. I would love him helping, having him and Sam Darnold in our backfield. I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how do you feel? Because the Colts and the Bucks also have the cap space for him. Um, here's here, I'm going to talk about Le'Veon himself, not necessarily the teams that are All right. uh, pursuing sure. him. Just to say, Le'Veon's hurt. I think he's hurting himself. He's 26 years old. Um, not playing is just hurting you into contract negotiations you're 26 mm-hmm. this last co- this contract coming up it's not your last contract but it's definitely your biggest contract if you know it's following the normal arc of a career um and you want to get paid like an offensive weapon i get it you're productive like an offensive weapon but the only thing anybody is ever going to say to you about that is i'm not paying you as an offensive weapon when you have 321 carries last year it has nothing to do with your production. It has to be with how much are we using you and how much can we get out of you. And if you're carrying the ball 321 times in a year, it's not much. It's just the way the human body works. Last year, you carried it for three, 321 times. I mean, we can't pay you like a wide receiver when you're taking that kind of pounding. Right. So that's but where you're, the you're also is paying him as a flat-out playmaker. Right, I understand. Like, you got to remember, he also get, gets touches in the, in the passing game. True. He True. had over 400 touches last year. I mean... I get what you're saying. Yeah. And if this was like year three for him, I'd be like, I'm paying you. Yeah. I'm going to pay you for the next three or four years to average this. You say he's this. 24 or 23 But he's old. 26 years old now. A running back's average age is what, 28? Mm-hmm. So if I were, if I were an NFL team, I'm going to let this, I'm going to let this uh, simmer down. I'm going to give the Steelers a call, see what's happening. If mm-hmm. they're actually interested or if just BS reports. And, um, if I had the cap room, I'm going to wait till after the season. Yeah. And I'm going to sign him to about a two to three year deal with the money that he wants. By the way, I should have said this in the intro, but I just wanted to run this by you real quick. I remember a few weeks ago, you told me that Adrian Peterson was a pretty stupid signing for the Washington Redskins. And just a, just a heads up, just a heads up. Um, He is fifth in the league in rushing. Just mm-hmm. just a heads up. Mm-hmm. Just letting you know. Yeah, I hear you. Just letting you know. Right. Um. So just that's it. That's all I have. Adrian to say. Peterson, I have a lot of respect for what you're doing this year. There is no way you can spin this into a negative, but I'm going to watch you do it, so go ahead. And I hope he continues to do this. But two good games in three years, I'm not sold. You don't have to. He's on a rookie, I mean, on a veteran's minimum contract. What does that have to do with two good games in three years? He's the fifth leading rusher in the two NFL. Two good games in three 
years. T- no, we're talking about 2018. We're not talking about the past. We're talking about 2018. Arizona was weird. And he's playing. I, I, did I not just say I'm, I'm say, happy is, that you're doing what you're doing? Is he worthy on the road? Has he, is he, has he so far? He's playing well. He's been worth the investment. Of yes. A minimum. Yes. Uh, veteran Absolutely. Contract. But I am, I'm not like, I'm not completely we'll sold. keep an eye on it. The, the only thing that he has going for him is he, he was in a shitty situation in both New Orleans and Arizona. Arizona's just a horrible team. Yeah. In New Orleans, he had Mark Ingram and uh, Alvin Kamara. So he was in a bad situation in both. It sounds like you're kind of making my point. Well, no, I'm saying he's going to ball out this year. I'm saying he's old, man. No, he's old. He's, he's old. old. He's, he's not, not the same mileage. AP that he was. No, but he's worth the minute. Like right now, yes. Yeah, we'll okay. see how Thank the season you. plays out. I Thank hope you. he continues. Mm-hmm. Is that a sneeze? Bless you, Francis. Yeah, bless you. Um, speaking of which, speaking of not old but banged up, Jimmy G, man. I, I, I hate to soul. see it. It just sucks. It sucks. Fun fact. You know, no, I can't say it on. I can't say it on there. Okay, that's fine. You can tell me later, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, the 49ers, man. I think you should trade for Tyrod Taylor. Ooh. Because Tyrod is not going to play any more games. It's not a bad game. idea. But you're also getting Jimmy G back next year. See, this is where I wish the Jets didn't trade Teddy Bridgewater because you could trade him Ooh, the 49ers. You get a haul for him. You right get a haul now, for him dude. right now. You get a haul for but him. But you right know what? Now. Let C.J. Beathard go. Let yeah. him do his thing. Whatever. But, well, no, they, there are a couple other hey, options. I mean, you can, up, my friend. you can you can Hers trade up. for Sam Bradford, but he's on a stupid contract, and he's proven that he's like the most mediocre human. The being The day ever. I trade for Sam Bradford, not I you, die. not you, the 49ers. I know. I'm saying the yeah. day, and the day Kyle Shanahan is not going to trade. Yeah. For what him. about Jay Cutler? Give Jay Cutler a call. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I'm here. Yeah, I'm available. Yeah. No. Yeah, I don't really care. You know what this? But I, I guess I'll come throw. But like if I can't you tell you to. I'm gonna yeah if you want me but I I don't think I'm gonna like try. <laughs> so if you really want me there it'd be ten million for thirteen games. You know what this means just though. Just give me a call. You know what this means though. This just means that the Rams are definitely gonna win thirteen to fifteen games. The Rams are unbelievable. I mean now with Jimmy G hurt I mean that's uh, they may win the division by four or five games easy. They play good like good good football. They play good football. They're solid all around like everywhere. It, it's almost like I watch it and I feel like I'm kind of watching the Golden State Warriors, but I don't because I like watching them. Yeah, and they don't, well, they don't have like star power because the guys are too young. I'm, I'm what do you saying, mean they don't have star I'm, power? I'm, 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 they have star power, but they're not stars like the Golden State guys star, are stars because oh. they're in their prime. Like think about how good this team, this team's not going to be able to stay together because Gurley's going to be going to be paid. They're no, there's, Gurley got paid. Gurley got paid. He said. Aaron Donald right. got paid. He said. Brandon Cooks. He got paid. He said. Sue's gonna Sue. Sue, I think, is on a one-year deal. Yeah. He'll he'll probably want to say. It's gonna be interesting to see what this team looks like in four years. I don't think it's gonna look. Oh like no, it won't look this like this. This is their but, window right now. But the way I see this is the Rams basically said, "Hey, we're in a new city. We uh-huh. need to we need to get these. Splash. We need to make a splash and get these fans on our side before the Chargers. So that's what yeah. they're doing. But um, Buffalo, real quick, just super quick. They showed up to the right state. Their social surprising, media took a man. huge L, but their team took a big dub. That was surprising. By the way, don't buy into Kirk Cousins. Just saying. All right. Just saying. I'm going to let that go because you're going to keep buying into Eli Manning. So. Wait, we didn't even talk Giants. Can we talk about it real quick? Yeah, sure. Eric Flowers got fired and the offensive line was better and Eli Manning was better. That's Eli Manning played a very, say. very, very good football game. I'm so proud of you. Very good football game. I'm so game. proud of you. Very he's good. not great, but he made he had a good game. No, he played he made, very he well. Made, he made he made good throws. Texans uh, shot himself in the foot in the second half with the two turnovers and crucial mm-hmm. situations. Yeah, but the Giants held in there. Yeah. Um, almost blew it, but Eli played very well. How about he, Watt? Four, I think he had four sacks. Three, three or four three sacks. sacks. Unreal, dude. 
I, it's a shame. He's got off his you know crazy. what? JJ Watt. No, nah, it's different because Mike Trout's team isn't trying to win, and I think the Texans are trying to win. So, whatever it is. But let's transition. Uh, are you done with the NFL? Yeah, yeah, we can go into the NBA. Let's go into the NBA and talk about this Jimmy Butler situation. Right. Um, I mean, y'all have had to been keeping up with this. I mean, it's just too much to just run through everything. But basically, Tom Thibodeau is saying he's not available. The owner is saying he's available. They're Jimmy saying Butler that is begging to be let out of this situation. He didn't go to mm-hmm. media day on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you make? What do you make of all this? Well, first of all, they want him out of here by Tuesday. Which today? is today. Yeah. He said he wants him traded like right away early Wednesday, in the week. So, yeah. yeah. They said they wanted him traded right away. So I'm interested to see what happens. A um, few teams that I think, well, uh, Clippers and the Nets supposedly are big time interested. Uh, the Knicks are supposedly interested. Miami is making a late push. Yeah. I've heard rumors about Cleveland. You know, I don't know. He's got, he's a little older. He's got he's knee injuries. Thir- he's 30. He's a free agent in 2020. He's got 40 million left in his contract. I mean, this is very similar to the Le'Veon situation, which is so interesting because just look at how different we look at this situation mm-hmm. and how we look at uh, the any of the NBA situations. This new trend of pre-agency where guys can kind of take control of their career. Look at Kyrie. Look at Jimmy Butler. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Le- LeBron James. Look at all these guys. Ever since LeBron James set that trend, even before they're free agents, if they don't like their situation, they ask out of it. And mm. most of like LeBron didn't ask out of it. Huh? LeBron didn't ask out no, of it. No, I said since LeBron took control of his career, it's now gotten to the point oh. where guys take control of their career before they're even free it's agents. It's crazy. Yeah. It's cra- It's just it's mind-blowing to me and it's hysterical to me that guys that are under contract can come out and say... Big contracts, too. Not big contracts. Not, yeah. Can big come money. out and say... Yeah, I want to be traded to either Nets, Knicks, or Clippers, and you have to trade me there. Yeah. Unless it's in the contract language, and uh, like if you came and said that to me, if it wasn't in the contract language, I'm trading you to the worst team in the league. Yeah, or letting you ride the bench. I mean, yeah, either one either of those. Way. I'm really fired up about this segment. We decided to put time it in out. Time out. We're not just gonna skip over Kawhi's laugh. Oh yeah, no. That give me your was best. Im- give me your best imitation. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know where he's sitting at. <laughs> Dude, that was so weird. It's not funny why it's not. It's it's no longer a, uh, a, a question as to why he doesn't talk. This is much. why he does not talk. Yeah, and I respect it. Someone said, "Yo, Kawhi, you got to fix that laugh," and he just shut down. No, yeah, that was very, very. <laughs> it was very odd. But you know what? I'm interested to see how that whole situation in Toronto plays out. It's going to be interesting. Um, uh, we'll see. Let's get yeah. into this next segment, man. Helmet stickers. So basically, we're going to pick two or three or however many we want to uh, pick out some guys that were like, yo, this guy was a freaking stud this week. Stude. A stude. Let's bring that word back, man. Stude. These are our studes. And we're going to bring out our helmet stickers of the week for my first Helmet sticker. Go two in a row. Go two in a row. Two in a row? Yeah, I hate I'll to kill your buzz, but I'm just letting you know. Um, it, kill, it hurts me to do it, but I got to give credit where credit mm. is due. The old Dominion University quarterback. Yikes. Former walk-on Blake LaRussa. 5'10", 185 pounds soaking wet. This dude comes into the game on the second drive. Goes 30 for 49. 495 yards and four touchdowns on a Bud Foster defense. And we were beating the, like I said, we are beating the piss out of him. He was getting cranked all game. Guy balled out. Hats off to him. Number two. Helmet sticker. Boom. Bumper sticker. Bumper. 
bumper helmet bumper sticker. sticker. Yikes. We'll send him a bumper sticker though. It's all about product placement, baby. Got to get in front of the people. <laughs> um, and then the next one I found this was so funny was the running back Benny Snell for Kentucky. Um, this is kind of the backstory. He had 25 carries for 165 yards and four touchdowns. And I'm like, where do I, where do I recognize this name from? Oh my God, this and is then just I'm hitting like, me right this now. This is the SEC Media Day guy. Yeah. Who said I'm the best back in the SEC. Yeah. And yo, is this the guy in the video that's yes. like that's sitting there like this, and it's like when your mom when Ma says is mad at you because she could uh-huh. you couldn't find it, and she goes to find it herself. Yeah. And she doesn't. He's him. like, mm. that's him. He's been the king of the internet. And Kentucky is quietly 4-0. They beat the piss out of Florida. In the top 25. They crushed Mississippi State last 25. week. So yeah. those are my helmet stickers. Benny Snell and my man. Well, not my man. I actually hate him. Larusa from ODU. But <laughs> hey, good game. Good game, kid. My helmet stickers. Helmet sticker numero uno. The first ever helmet sticker. <laughs> Drew Brees. Yeah. Yeah. He Drew deserves hella helmet, helmet stickers. Deserves <laughs> a lot. Yeah. 39-49. 396 yards, three touchdowns in the air, two on the ground, the OT game winner. Thinking about how much the Saints have asked him to do for how long and how does he keep doing it. I know. He puts it in the air 50 he times a out. game. He balled game. out, man. He put the team on his back and he, he balled out. Yeah, no doubt. All right, my second one. This is this is going to be up to you. Oh, you're letting me weigh in? Yeah. I'm letting nice. you weigh. Actually, no one, no. Sorry. We can't Francis. give out. No, you can't give out. Oh, okay, fine. fine Francis. Fine. Offense or defense? Offense. Baker Mayfield. Okay. Just out of curiosity, who was your who was your defensive guy? Earl Thomas. You could have given seven to tackles, two picks. Yeah, a little bow to the Dallas Cowboys. I'm interested Cowboys. to see how that plows plays out too. Is he gonna is he gonna get moved or what? We'll see. Yeah, the asking price is high, but uh, Baker Mayfield. Everybody knows what happened. Changed the energy in the culture. Seventeen yeah. to twenty three. No, whatever he gets it was. A helmet sticker. Yeah, for that fresh new helmet, helmet sticker. Now, guys, I just want to apologize. We've neglected baseball for quite some time. Um, to be honest, we got really excited when football got going, but and also our Mets suck. Yeah, so I've kind of just tried to avoid it. But, but now it's playoff time. Baseball playoffs are here. October. There's baby. one thing that I don't look forward to though with baseball playoffs, and that's just listening to Joe Buck call baseball games. <laughs> Anytime Joe Buck does anything, it's a negative. But you know what? I'm excited for baseball this year. I'm just gonna give you my hot teams right now. The Dodgers. They're eight and two in their last ten games. Um, the Sox and the Astros seem like they're on a collision course. They're the, both the best teams in the Atlanta, uh, American League. The Sox won their franchise best 106 games last night. For you guys listening, it'll be Tuesday this week because we recorded on Tuesday. It happened Monday, whatever. So I think the Sox and the Strohs are going to have a freaking death seven-game match, and I think it's going to be awesome. Um, so, yeah, and watch out for the Dodgers because they're hot. So that's my take on the playoffs. Who do you, who, who are you riding in the playoffs? So I haven't – all right, I haven't looked into much. Let's be honest. That's fine. I've been focused on football, yeah, yeah. but I'm, I'm here and there. And all I know is whoever gets hot at the right time is going to go to the World Series. No doubt. Yankees that's are hot right now. Dude, come on. Yankees They're not as hot. hot as the Dodgers, though. No, no. Uh, two different leagues. But I'm saying, like, the Dodgers are hotter than that. I think the Yankees are... I think, I, I, Look, I the believe Yankees, they're 6-4 in actually, the last the 10, thing, but they have been hot over the yes, last, like, yes, 20. They've been yes. reeling them off. So, um, I can see that. Obviously, the Sox, because just they're the Sox. Astros. Um, but I'd like to tip my cap to the Cleveland Indians. Okay. If you, uh, if you actually, I can get into that when we talk about the Cy Young Awards. Okay, fine. So I'm gonna hold off. On let's that. Ro- let's roll into that right now. Do you want me to roll into it? Um, yeah. Go ahead. You give me your Cy Young. Actually, real quick, National Wild Card, uh, National League Wild Card. So far, it's unknown it's between the Brewers, Cardinals, and Rockies. 
Brewers have a plus two game lead, I believe. Uh, I really like the Rockies because they were playing well down the stretch, but they were off to such a crappy start at the beginning of the season with their bullpen. I, know, and I, I don't know. know if it'll work out. So damn shame for them. I like I like a lot of their players. So, um, all right, let's give out awards. We're gonna do Cy Young and MVP. Our predictions. Mm-hmm. Cy Young, AL. Um, actually, I have it up right here. I don't have it down on the notepad. Cy Young for the AL. I have Blake Snell. From Tampa. And to me, this is a no-brainer. The guy's 21-5. and He's a runaway. 1.9 ERA, 211 strikeouts, 175 innings pitched. And this is where I'm going to tip my cap to the Cleveland Indians. I believe it was four or five. I believe four of their starting pitchers had over 200 strikeouts this year. That's incredible. Incredible. First team to ever do it. Well, you know what? You left out another stat. I'm glad that I did my research, too, and you nailed them all. But he has 21 wins as well. I mean, it's not even close. In the AL, it's not close. I said 21 wins. Oh, did you? Yeah, I said 21-5. Then then, then screw me. Um, but, yeah, no, it's not even close in the AL. I think Blake Snell walks away with right. it, no doubt. But then the NL. Don't even say it's interesting because it's a little... <sighs> it is interesting from this standpoint. I obviously want DeGrom to win, and DeGrom has broken so many records, but Scherzer is deserving of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the leader in the league in strikeouts and innings pitch. Um, so I think you can go with either one. The one thing that I do want to say, though, is it's a shame that we aren't talking about Jose Fernandez for this award, as we know that he would 100% be up with it, with the way his career was going. Um, today, Tuesday, is the two-year anniversary of his tragic death. Um, one of the best in baseball. So rest in peace to Jose Fernandez. Um, but my pick, my vote, would be going to DeGrom. My vote is going to DeGrom as well. Okay, I mean, it's not a surprise. He's DeGrom in it. Yeah. He's it's not a surprise. Yeah. Granted, the guy's 9-9, nine nine, mm-hmm. but has one of the worst offenses in baseball, one of the worst support staffs in baseball. He's got a one, a, a whopping 1.7 ERA. It's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. What he's doing is disgusting. 259 strikeouts, 23 consecutive quality starts. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I don't What's know. What's a quality start? Is that like when you go over like six innings or something? It's domination. It's degromination. Degromination. Um, he's got over 200 innings pitch. I mean, for me, you got to hit certain benchmarks to be a Cy Young winner. Mm-hmm. That's the ERA. It's got to be... You got to be top two. Yeah. Um, wins are another thing, but I, 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 don't, I don't put them high up because you're so reliant on your offense. Yeah. Um, and it's also just the amount of innings pitched. I think that's a huge one. Yeah, no, no, no. Because in today's uh, today's day of baseball, it's starting to get to be more pull them out in the fifth. Let's mm-hmm. put the bullpen in the rest of the game. For sure. But for a sure. real a real starting pitcher is going to go those six, seven innings for mm-hmm. you. Or I'm, more. I'm going to lead the way here with the MVP. Do it. Because I did my stat research. And you ripped him out of my soul with the Cy Young. So I'm going to lead the way here. My AL, I'm going with Mookie Betts here. Um, 343 average, that's the best in the league. 125 runs, that's the best in the league. 434 OBP, that's second best in the league. 639 slugging, that's the best in the league. 1.073 OPS, that's second best in the league. And you know what? He's the best player on the best team. And he has a 10.7 win above replacement average, which is also... Yeah, in the entire league. Retweet from Mookie, but I'm also going to add in the other guy on that team, J.D. Martinez, with a 3.28 average, 41 home runs, and 124 RBIs. Those num- numbers are MVP worthy to me. They Either or is outfield. fine. Unbelievable outfield. Unbelievable outfield. Shout out also to Mike Trout. Um, the Angels are completely wasting his career. So yeah, it sucks. Just want to say that. Uh, and the NL, I'm actually going to go with Baker Mayfield's uh, Christian suggestion Yelich? and go with Christian Yelich. Christian He's got a 3.21 average, which is third in the league. 109 runs, fourth. 76 <clears throat> slugging, 967 OPS. 32 home runs, 97 RBIs. Dude, the guy's a stud, man. 
Guys, he's taking I, advantage of leaving Miami. So look, he's man, a good year. he's got he's his team's 89-87 right behind um, Javier Baez mm-hmm. and his Chicago Cubs sitting at ninety one and sixty five. Javi, it's between those two guys and arguably Jacob Degrom. Yeah, no. Um, but Javier Baez. I don't think Degrom has any chance to win the no, MVP. But no, I don't either. Okay. But um, Yelich and Baez are my guys at the end. The only thing that's hurting Baez is he doesn't have a three hundred average, two ninety two. But still, 34 home runs and 110 RBIs. Yeah. No, that's impressive. that's still good numbers. Impressive. Let's get into a little college football. I've been uh, – I got into it with a fan on uh, about this subject last week, um, just ranking the conferences across college football. Um, what do you got? Ranking the conferences? Yeah. You're and not going to like this. Well – First of all, tell me how you're ranking them so I can make sure it's justified. And then rank them for me. I'm ranking them off just this year based alone. Okay, that's fair. Okay. Okay. I mean, I understand. You have no formula or anything? Um, I kind of do. I look okay. at what's going on with uh, with them in general. Mm-hmm. Like I And I, I'm looking at, like right now I can tell you, I'm just going to tell you outright right now because you're not going to like me. The ACC is not. I agree. Area. I have them ranked as worst. I agree. And that's... It's it's bad. It's, it's worth, bad this it's worth, year. Yeah, ba- it's very bad, bad this year. year. Mm-hmm. But I do have the SEC first. Mm-hmm. Um, six six teams in the top twenty five: Bama, Georgia, LSU, Auburn, Kentucky, Mississippi State, and all those. It's not like those teams like are just like in there because the SEC. No, they're in there because they're killing it. No, yeah. Um, second, I don't think you like me for this one. I have the Big Ten. Couldn't disagree more. Go ahead. Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Wisconsin, Michigan State, Granite. They're not, you know what? It's okay if I make a, a switch. Now I'm speaking this out loud. Yeah. I kind of really want to put the Big 12 second. That's what I'm doing. I really like them this year. That's what I'm doing. Their defense is getting better. Wait till you hear my formula, but go ahead. Their defense is getting better. Oklahoma looks like Oklahoma. West Virginia's balling out. Texas is back, and Texas Tech is lighting it up. Yo, if you say the back word again, I'm probably just going to quit. Texas is back? No, this whole back thing Tiger is, is back. Tiger's the only one Baseball back. playoffs is back. That's fine. That's fine. I can get on board. Garoppolo will be back. What about Pac-12 ACC? <laughs> what is the... What, what, where do you have four and five? I, I, I just did one, two, three. I just did one, oh, two, three. Okay. Here's my thing. I got... Number one, I kind of broke it down into tiers. Uh, for tier one, tier one teams... Stude is back. Stude is back. Stude is back. Um, who's back for you? Who's back for me? Yeah, who's just back? Just Tiger. That's it. Oh, Tiger's back? Tiger's back. That's it. But I'm not going with the Texas is back. I'm so over that. It's done. I'm just trying to piss you off. You're, you're mission accomplished. Um, <laughs> so for the SEC, I kind of broke it down into tier one and tier two teams. The SEC has by far the most tier one teams. You got Bama, you got LSU, you got Georgia, you got Auburn. All of those teams can win a national championship. Bama beat the hell out of Louisville. Auburn beat Washington. LSU beat Miami. Mississippi State beat Kansas State. Ole Miss beat Texas Tech. And then number two, I'm going with the Big 12 because Oklahoma can beat anybody in the country. West Virginia can beat anybody in the country. Texas, and it's just ultra competitive in the middle. That's where it kind of separates itself is the middle. The Pac-12 has no middle. The ACC has no middle. And the Big 10, I just don't see Wisconsin winning a national championship, losing to BYU. Michigan's bounced back, but, you know, there's still some question marks there. Penn State and Ohio State will handle each other. So, um and the only thing the Big Ten really has over the Big 12 is the fact that Maryland beat Texas for some weird-ass reason. So, yeah. So, I got, in my in order, I got SEC, Big 12, Big 10, and then ACC, Big 12. They're, like, tied. So, yeah. All right, before we get into some college football news, just real quick. 
Um, I'm looking at the top 25 here, Bill. Yeah, let me see what you got. Let me. I'm gonna roll over. Come on over. Yeah. What's up? Come on in. Yeah. Let me move my. Let me adjust my mic or my phone. Bama one agree. Georgia Clemson. Smash. They have mixed. So I take Georgia. You're looking too. at the AP, right? Yeah. Okay. I take Georgia as two. Tilt action. Okay. I take Georgia as two. Right. I like that. Okay. Clemson. Uh, they just in that. Here's some news. Trevor Lawrence is starting. Mm -hmm. Not a surprise there. Not a surprise. I think it's phenomenal. I think we'll see him on draft day. Um, Ohio State four. Can I tell you that I disagree with something that's going on here? What? I this is bold, but I think Ohio State should be number two, and Georgia should be number three, and Clemson should be number four. Wow, that is bold. That is bold, but I think Ohio State has the second most talented roster probably out there. Um, the only thing that kind of scares me about Ohio State is Nick Bosa. He's going to miss the rest of the year, yeah. but yeah. they have a create. I, I just like that Alabama and Ohio State both have creative and athletic quarterbacks that can really put a lot of stress on the defense. So, um, yeah, that's what I would say. I, I'm looking down this list and I don't really disagree with it. Yeah, I mean Stanford. Did Stanford move up or did they stay? They, they, stayed. they stayed, but they had a huge um, comeback victory. It was against a huge Oregon comeback video. on the road victory. Oregon should have won that game. Hey Billy, what? Guess who's in the top twenty? Um, Texas. Yeah, are they, are they back? They're back. Um, yeah, I mean you still lost to Maryland, man. So I'm really not trying to hear any of that. BYU is in the top twenty-five. Michigan State's back in the top 25. Wow, Yo, are we really going to talk about that? We already addressed it. We already addressed it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Um, Texas Tech is in the top 25. This is weird. The end gets kind of weird because Texas Tech lost to Ole Miss, who lost by a million points to Alabama. Um, yeah, so. You know. Well, that's that. I agree with most of it. There's not much to debate. But just some college football news for you guys, and then we're going to give you uh, give you our interview with Terrell Edmonds. Uh, Clemson announced Trevor Lawrence is a starting quarterback. Texas takes down TCU. And Stanford, as we just mentioned, has a huge, huge comeback. But that just about wraps it up. But before we get into our winners and losers, um, we have our interview with Terrell Edmonds, former Virginia Tech Hokie, and this year's Pittsburgh Steelers first-round draft pick. So hope you guys enjoy. Here it is, Terrell Edmonds. <clears throat> All right, we're bringing in Terrell Edmonds, starting safety for the Pittsburgh Steelers, coming off a huge win. How you doing, Terrell? I'm doing well, man. I'm glad we got our first win in. Awesome, awesome. I'm excited. So, teammates from Blacksburg, excited for you. Definitely uh, was awesome to see you out there making plays on the big stage. Um, what was it like out there, first time on primetime in the NFL? Must have been awesome out there. Man, it was exciting, man, just... Uh, having that Monday night football, something that you watch when you're a young when you're a young kid, just actually playing, and it was so surreal. So um, I was excited. Um, I'm glad I made a interception. I'm glad the team got a win. That was our main goal that that game last night. But it, it was fun overall. Nah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, we're gonna get Bro, into some man, questions. It's really good to have you on the show. Thank you, man. I'm glad to be on the show. We're gonna roll out. We're gonna roll with some questions real quick. A little rapid fire stuff. I think Will's got the uh, got the first one, so yeah, we're gonna kick yeah. that off. All right, Terrell. So, from uh, from a team, a little combination here. From a team standpoint and also a personal standpoint, how did it feel to get your first win, and also how did it feel to get your first pick? Man, from a team standpoint, that was our main goal this whole week. Just come out and um, keep working, keep on improving because. The first two weeks, there wasn't there was an outcome that we wanted. But um, we decided just to put everything behind us and just work towards this game last night. And 
we came out with the outcome that we wanted and we were all excited, but we can't hang too high on that for too long because it's a whole other game this Sunday night. Okay. And for me, the interception, uh, man, I was excited. Like I said, Monday night football, it's prime time. It's, you got to go out there and make a play. Everybody's watching, so you just got to go out there and just put everything on the line and help the team out the best way that you can. No doubt, and what we were wondering was, and you kind of alluded to it, with everything going on around the program and all the noise, and people were saying, oh, the Steelers haven't gotten a win, we're two weeks in, It's, it's they have to get a win here. How were you guys able to block everything out, go into Tampa, who was riding high, Ryan Fitzpatrick is, was playing like one of the best quarterbacks in the league, undefeated, at home, Monday night. How were you able to block everything out, go into that environment, and pick up a W? Really, it was just, trusting your, your brothers that's on the field with you. Uh, throughout practice the whole week, we heard all the comments about how good they were and what they did and uh, all the great things that they did. They're, they're a great team, of course. We, we had to come in and play our game, but we also knew what we can do at the same on the same level. We knew that we were a good team. We knew that we, we left some plays on the field in the first two games, and we just wanted to come out and, and show everybody what we can really do. And that's just what we're trying to transition into this next week. Uh, we got another good opponent coming in. Uh, they're coming to my house this time, but it's definitely another prime time moment, and hopefully we can get everything in a snowball effect now. I hear you. I hear you. Well, with that being said, what do you love most about being a Steeler? So you get drafted. Everybody talks about how um, you know Steeler pride, and it's a tough city. It's a night. It's a great city. You guys got awesome fans. What would you say is your favorite thing specifically about being a Pittsburgh Steeler? Man, the greatest thing. Um, <laughs> Of course, the football program, the football is, is, is the ultimate greatest thing. But other than that, I will just say the fans because you have fans everywhere. Everyone recognizes you everywhere you go. Uh, they, they truly are diehard fans. They love you. Um, I love them, too, because they, they show so much support. Even when you're down, I used to have guys that's like, we got to get it on. We got to push it because regardless of what happened those first two games, they want us to come out and win this game. So. Just, I, I definitely have to shout out the fans because it, they're, they're always with us. Uh, they always want the best for us, and they always show their support. And now one of the one of the hottest topics right now in the league going around is all these rule changes that are happening. So I, I just I want to get your standpoint with all with the with all the changes. How has it affected the way you approach the game? The way if you affect the receiver coming across the middle? The way you know what I mean? How has it affected your your standpoint? Like your approach? Uh, honestly, you just have to think a little more when you're coming down to hit somebody because you got to make sure that your, your target range is in the right area. And at the same time, you know that you just can't blow the guy up like you used to could do when you were younger or in high school or college because the rules are so, so, so nitpicking now that any small thing can uh, result into a penalty. So right now, you just have to make sure that you're on point with everything. You still have to play fast. You still have to play smart. But at the same time, you got to think a little bit more when you're coming down to hit somebody because you don't want to have a costly penalty. I hear you. I hear you. Well, here's a question that a lot of people have, whenever they whenever they found out that you were coming on the show, a lot of people wanted to know this. Describe uh, Coach Mike Tomlin for me. So he kind of, you can tell one. just from the way he carries himself, you know, he's got, uh, he loves his players, seems like a real player's coach. How would you describe him both as a coach, as a uh, as a mentor, I guess, what was he like uh, when you showed up? What what is what? Give us a little uh, inside look at Mike Tomlin. Uh, Coach T, uh, 
there's so many different things I can say to describe Coach T, but if I can keep it short right here, uh, Coach T, he's a guy that he wants the best for you and he wants the best for the team. He's trying to put the team first in all categories. Um, he's there numerous hours each and every day trying to help out whoever in whatever position. He knows what's going on on the offensive side of the ball, on the defensive side of the ball, on special things to a, to a T, you can say. So he he's the guy that you can go to if you need any tips or anything. He has everything down pat. Um, off the field, Coach T, he's, he's a good guy. He's a he's an excellent mentor. He's trying to help out the, the rookies now. I'm a rookie now, so he's trying to help out the rookies the best way he can to get to transition into that that real lifestyle of being an NFL player, being a professional athlete. He's trying to teach us, dif- teach us different uh, techniques and and um, schedules, you can say, of how we can go about each week just of uh, watching film and getting our lifts in and everything, just making sure that we stay on point and making sure that it's not overwhelming to us. So he's definitely a great mentor. And, and as a coach, I'd say he's an A-plus type coach because he, he, he's all about winning. He's trying to do everything to win. And he's trying to put everybody in the best position to win. Right. Well, then follow up. He can't do he can't do all of it, and you know he's got a bunch of uh, a bunch of players and a lot of stuff to look after. So when you arrived in Pittsburgh, who, if anybody, really took you under their under their wing, kind of showed you how to be a pro, how you do things in Pittsburgh, um, whether it was a coach, whether it was a um, someone around the program, whether it was a player in your room in another room. Was there somebody specifically or a group of guys mm-hmm. that really took interest in showing you how to be a Pittsburgh Steeler, showing you how to be a professional? Uh, well, the guys in my position group, all the DBs, like the veteran DBs, and even some of the younger guys in the DB room, they're just trying to show me how to become a professional athlete, just telling me about getting my massage, taking, taking care of my body, um, learning how to eat right, learning how to just get the routine of a professional athlete down packed because it's a big transition. It's different because you're on your own. You have to do everything on your own, and this is your job now. You can't think of it as just a sport, as in you're going to go to practice at this time, and then you have class, and then you can go home and just relax because this is your job at all times. You have to watch them. You have to stay in and put a little bit of extra work in sometimes just because now this is what you're you're doing this is what you're getting paid for and you don't want to take anything for granted so i definitely stay all the dvs in the dv room uh some guys just in particular i would say is uh morgan burnett uh cody uh joe hayden sean davis uh, all those guys they really took me under their wing just tried to show me the route show me the way uh Cesar, he, he helped me too but i'm just saying particularly in my in my uh dv group they definitely helped me out the most Terrell, have you had your welcome to the NFL moment yet? Have you gotten cracked in practice, or have you uh, gotten that rookie hazing yet? What What has been your NFL welcome to the NFL moment, if any? Welcome, welcome to the NFL moment. Uh, they they haven't been too hard on me. Uh, sometimes I get them snacks just because that's just a rookie thing to do. You just gotta look out for the older guys because they're helping you out the best way they can, and then they just want to make sure that you're remaining humble throughout the process. So just getting rookie snacks and everything. And other than that, on the field, my welcome to NFL moment, um, the Green Bay game, I was in the game. Uh, I caught an interception against, um, caught an interception, and then it got called back. And then in the very next play, they threw it up, and then he caught a touchdown on me. So that was my welcome to the NFL moment because I was high <laughs> off that interception that got called back. And then uh, he caught a touchdown on me the next play, so that was my welcome to the NFL moment out there. 
That's so unfortunate. <laughs> That's so unfortunate. Yeah, I was expecting I, yeah, like a crack or right. something coming across the middle, <laughs> but no. Um, That's what I'm saying. It's so unfortunate, man. Hey, better, better, better in the preseason than the uh, regular season. That's though. fact. That's fact. You're right. Got to take your lumps sometime. Hey, I'm gonna. All right, I know your focus is on week four, one step at a time. But I gotta, I gotta ask this question because it was an awesome moment seeing it. But let's go way back to the draft. Getting called by the Steelers. What was it like being drafted in the first round with your brother? Man, that's a blessing. I say it's a, it's something that I, I've always dreamed about. Of just being drafted, uh, in general, that was something I dreamed about. But then being drafted in the same round with my younger brother, that was. Amazing, and now I have the opportunity to play with my older brother with the Steelers. Um, I, I can't ask for too much more. Just being drafted with my younger brother, and now being able to play with my older brother—that's uh, amazing. It's a blessing. I'm thankful for it, and I'm just I'm just ready to uh, to make a name for myself in the in the big leagues now. That's got to be one happy mother right there, man. On draft day, your mom had to yeah, be one of the happiest happy people on earth. Yeah, right. There you go. Not to mention how cool it is that you and uh you and your brother Trey are now in the same town. I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. That's what I'm saying. That's nice, man. Yeah. So actually a big blessing. So as we get away from uh get away from football and this winds down, just wanted to give you an opportunity to tell us a little bit about your clothing line. Um, let us know what it's all about, where we can get it. Um, I know I can't wait to get my hands on a shirt, but just tell us a little bit about it. What was the inspiration behind it, and uh what y'all got going on over there? Okay, so the uh, the clothing line is just E boys, um, but instead of an E, we have three for my three brothers. Oh, and, uh, clever! No, clever. That's clever. So that's clever. Three boys. <laughs> yeah, so you got a big three, and you have boys right after. It's just something that they always called us. They always called us E boys when we grew up. So we just wanted to to run off with that. And each of us, we doing our own little twist of things. Um, and for me, I have two percent. So with me, when I say two percent, uh, it's just about getting better each and every day. Just that the small things eventually add up for the bigger picture. So that all the small work that you put in each and every day is eventually going to add up to something up. So that's when I—that's my little picture in the E-Boys brand, and um, it's actually going pretty well now. We have it going and cycling around our city a lot. Um, I have a few Steelers fans that is really on board and everything. So everything's been rolling good, and I know my my, my man Billy Ray even. He's been hollering at me about his shirt for the longest. I got to get him right. Hey, and, hey, send some merch over our way, man. Yo, we gotta, we gotta we, we tell you. You gotta plug. Where do we get it? So if someone's listening to this podcast. They gotta know where to get it. Where do they go? I to, know where, where do they go it. to get their merch? It's eboys.com. They just go to edmondsbrothers.com. You can go to eboys.com, and it's all, everything's right there. You can just search everything. It has our bio up. It has our um, all our different. All our merchandise right there. You can buy different mugs and stuff. There's, there's a lot of different things on there. It's actually a nice site. Uh, mm-hmm. Has a video. We had to do like a video shoot. We, had, we did like a small commercial type thing, and everything's right there. You can just go on go on the web, go on the website, and then everything's right there. Awesome, awesome. And the one last thing that I'll ask, and then I'll let Willie close it out. Can you let the people know what Swole is? I didn't know what Swole is until I got to Virginia Tech. <laughs> and I think oh, yeah. I think everybody else deserves to know or get a little peek into what it is. Um, I want to hear this because I, I I have an idea of what you, Swole is, but uh-huh. I don't know if this is an inside thing or not, so I'm going to let him answer okay. this. So yeah. i got to hear this. Go Otherwise, you're an idiot. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay, Swole. Uh, for everybody that's listening, 
You might think that it's nasty when I describe it, but I promise you it's good once you actually taste it. You can't look at what's all mixed together. You gotta actually taste it before you just throw it under the bus. The swirl, you have to have macaroni and cheese, one. Mm. I'm gonna just tell you the ingredients first. You have to have macaroni and cheese, one. And then you have to have big beans, some kind of beans, mm. um, mm-hmm. any type of beans, for two. And then you have to have some type of meat. Most of the time I, uh, I use uh, chopped brisket. I'll use chopped brisket and I always have that. And then I have cornbread. And then I mix everything together. You mix yep. it all together on your plate or your bowl or whatever you have. And then you have to add your sauce. So my sauce, uh, I prefer sauce. barbecue sauce because I just, it, it meshes everything together perfectly, I think. You mix it all together and then that's, that's your swole right there. It, it gets nice and thick and then you can just have it like you want. I, I, I like it. Uh, I introduced Billy Ray to it, actually. No and doubt. Did, I'll tell you what. Right, so well, that was a, you were you were the one that helped me make weight on Wednesdays. That's swole. I would go up can there. I, can I just ahead. say that was a complete 180? Here I am thinking you didn't know what it meant to be yoked, and this man came out and said like a no, five star no, recipe is, that, by the way, is one of the most least disgusting things I've ever heard. No, that's it's fantastic. It's yeah, very, it no, sounds fantastic. The swole gets you swole. That's kind of how I, I feel. Like the sauce plays a huge factor in it. Yeah. No, you got to mix it all together. It's even. It's it's great. We looked forward to it all the time. It was awesome. Let's go make some. I'm 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 stupid down, but yeah, we got to do that. Well, your dad's mac and cheese. Absolutely, 110. percent But go ahead. What do you, you got? Any uh, you got any more questions for Terrell, my man? Yeah, man. One last question. What can we expect from the Pittsburgh Steelers going forward? Uh, you can just expect us to lay everything on the line each and every game. Uh, my mindset is to go in and win every game. Um, we're, we're not settling for anything else. So we're just about to have a snowball effect now, and hopefully have everything rolling now, have everything on point. And now it's time to go get that, that, that world championship. And that's, we're going for seven now. So that's our whole mindset of thing. Terrell. Love that, man. Appreciate the time. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Can't wait to come up and catch a game. Keep doing your thing. Keep making Virginia Tech proud. Keep making Dirty Danville proud. Appreciate it. And E-Boys. And E-Boys. <laughs> appreciate everything, man. I look forward to talking to you soon. Terrell, thank you, man. Appreciate it. No, no problem, man. Thank you for having me. Take care. Wow, what a great interview. Shout out to Terrell Edmonds for coming on. Um, An easy boys. Dude. Yeah, easy boys. Yeah. E- e- got to snag that e- merch. For 100% got to snag that merch. Um, do a swap. We could do a swap. Little have have them. They don't have a podcast, but. Well, know. we can give them our shirt. And then they'll give us their shirt. Yeah, and yeah. We'll so we got to call behind us. We got to yeah. come back. No, we got to give them a call back. I'll get, that, I'll get on that as fast as I can. But shout out to him for coming on. Um, just real quick, I wanted to say one thing. He mentioned, uh, you know, you mentioned the whole rule change thing. The one thing that I really want to change um, is the fact that when a guy is ejected for targeting, I understand take him out of the game and all that, but most of the time it's like your middle linebacker, your safety, or like the captain of your defense. There's no reason he should have to leave the field. He didn't hit an official. He didn't uh, have an unsportsmanlike conduct. He should be allowed to stay on the field. I th- I, that's just one thing that pissed me off this weekend that I wish they would change. Are you on board with that? I'm on board Let with the it. Guy I'm on board with it. Or just pull Marshawn Lynch and go sit in the stands and yeah. mingle with the fans and eat some skittles. Yeah, skittles. You like that? Skittles, skittles. skittles. Um, you like wanna, some skittles. You want to do shout outs or winners? What about you, Francis? You want some skittles? Skittles. <laughs> I'm starving. I can't wait to get some food after this. Outback, sponsor us. We're going to eat your food after this. Um, Is that where we're going? I think so, yeah. yeah. I'd love a, a, uh, a nice blooming onion or a yeah, they make salad it. They make or something. Good food. All right, cool. No. Let's get into winner, losers, and shout outs. Let's go, Manj. I'll go winner first. Um, my first 
winner is Northern Highlands football getting their first dub. That was big time. Um, got a big game this weekend against West Morris. Um, so got to get that dub. And especially good luck to my guy Francis, who's part of the Hung Up family now. Number 66, uh, but number one in your hearts. Um, so, yeah. And Earl Thomas, you, you, gave him a, uh, you were going to give him a helmet sticker. I'll give him a winner. All right, so that we got to look out for him. Uh, my winner is Carrion Johnson, rookie Dude. out of Auburn, running he back for the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. First Detroit, well, Detroit Lions running back to have a 100-yard game since Reggie Bush did it. You did your research. Yeah. Um, My loser here is Eric Flowers. Oh, got, that was mine. Got fired, and the Giants just operated on all cylinders. I lied. It wasn't mine. It was Ooh. Virginia Tech, but I didn't. I didn't want to Yo, do that. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want. Why are you doing that, bro? We because gotta... if I'm looking this, looking at this from an unbiased standpoint, Virginia Tech okay, all right, is the unbiased. loser coming out of this weekend. You guys dropped out of the t- top twenty-five. Lost your quarterback. It get, it's tough. It is tough, man. It so I'll tough. just stick with my. I'll stick I'm with, with my it, guys, whatever. man. Just know I'll that, man. That I'm. I'm honest on here, right, Francis? I take a lot of heat. I'll take the heat. All right. You know, and I'll be honest. I'm be honest. It was a tough loss, but I love my Hokies. I'm right, gonna, right. And if you said the Jets were losers, were losers, I'd be like, shit. I'm used to it. You're right. But so be it. Um, quick shout out for me. Yeah. Uh, I have to. I don't want to get fired, so I have to shout out my marketing director, <laughs> <laughs> who wants to come on the podcast. We are um quote unquote working on that. Okay. Her name is Sam Trella. Sam. Uh, so shout out to you, Sam. Hope I don't get fired. Market it up. <laughs> Keep marketing it up, Sam. Um, my shout out is to everyone that copped the tea, man. Shout oh, out to you shout guys. out to the tea. Seriously, she's buying one. Ooh, thank sorry. you, thank shout you for copping teas. She's purchasing um, one, man. Dude, watch out! By the way, we have the black teas coming out. Watch out, yeah, white teas. I'm watching out. Black teas. Still watching They're out. Be yeah. great. Um, and good luck to Francis. He's facing a real big guy, number 86, <laughs> from uh, West Morris. It's a crucial matchup on the field. <laughs> Gotta get dude, it done. Yeah, he's a dude. Hey, can we, can is we, he a stude? Is he a stude? He's not a stude. Are you a stude? I'm a stude. He's a dude, so it's going to be a, Ooh, stude, dude, a little stude-dude matchup. Listeners meet Francis. Francis meet listeners. Yeah. All right. <sighs> so that just about wraps up our newest episode. Um. Big thank you to Terrell Edmonds for coming on the show for an interview. Really appreciate it. Um, it's this is this is just fun, man. Doing this with you. Dude. Got our intern now. T-shirts are selling. Well, T-shirts can, are still. Hands are yeah. mad swatty. <laughs> T-shirts are still available for anybody who wants them. Message us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever you got to do. Go like, subscribe, all those social media platforms, and continue to throw us those ratings. Dude, throw us some love, man. That's all. We throw need. some love. All right, but um, for now, we'll see you next time. Keep asking us questions over social media. Peace. Peace.